This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Listen, it's time to jump on into it with your pals, Nat and Jess, and catch up on all things women's health and fitness. Hey, gal. Nice to see you in IRL. Yep, I know what that means. In real life. I know. Good. Good. And um, yeah, I was in here solo last week. It was It's the first time that that's ever happened, and... Because yeah, um, normally we would do it, both of us, online, but yes. you went in. Yeah. Well, I went in because I needed a break from my family, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I pretended it was about the quality of the sound, but actually, you're laughing. Well, Greg um, listened to this. <laughs> Greg might listen to this. No, nah, I don't think he listens anymore. Uh, I don't think he... Well, I, I don't know. I should start testing him on it. But um, no, I just... I honestly needed a break from my family. Like, Carlos, you're laughing, but I'm I'm completely serious. For those of you who um, have children at home during the school holidays, love them to bits, but it can get a little bit overwhelming. I also have this husband who's away for most of the year, mm. and then at the moment, just with international rugby, because they don't play during um, you know, New Zealand summer. Oh. So I have my husband around all the time and two teenage boys, and it gets a lot so that's why I came in by myself last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to be back anyway. Nat just said before we started recording, um, so uh, what did we talk about last week? I can't really remember it because <laughs> I had <have> COVID. <laughs> I remember the topic. Like I knew it was about me being a Capricorn and you being a Leo. Horoscopes. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, 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 that yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, but I don't remember what I said. So, like, I've had, like, just before, for yep. example, like, people, say, like, talking to me or asking, like, oh, my God, you had such a bad hangover. And I remember talking about it, but I don't remember any of the details that I shared. Well, you covered it. Uh, did I cover it quickly or did uh, I go qu- in detail? Quickly, quickly enough. Um, just covered that you were vomiting from Wellington to Christchurch. Okay, that yeah. you'd done everything right the night before, so you, oh, you nice. didn't you That's didn't good, kind actually. of yeah 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 yeah. You could roll model a little bit. I honestly do not remember. I don't remember. I just remember feeling really shit that day. Like mm. that was definitely a day where I was quite sick. Mm. And I just remember sitting on the floor, but we're still recording. This is when Nat had COVID and we were recording. Yeah, and I was at yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Essie comes in and he's like, obviously she's done. Mm. So he comes in to chat to me. Yeah, he made a, ca- a cameo appearance yeah. at the end of the um, at the podcast. But uh, no, I what you didn't get to say about your... Uh, would you say that's the worst hangover you've ever had? You've had worse than that? I've, I've had same. Like, mm. I've had, I remember the day after our engagement party, I, I was really bad. Mm. But I've, I was at home all day, mm. you know? Yes, so you I've had the same level kind of, of poisoning myself, mm. but I haven't had to travel and be upright and, mm. like, be, you know, around people mm. and strangers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And flying, um, like I said to you, I feel like I need a shower after a short domestic flight. Like Mm -hmm. there's just something about flying that just makes me feel so But but put on top of that, you're vomiting nonstop and you've got diarrhea. Did I say that last week? I don't know. Did I not? Okay, I had both. Well, you told me this over the phone and I said... Oh, just the two of us. Okay, Did good. you have it at the same time? That was no. my question. Well, I didn't vomit and have diarrhea at the same time, but I yep. had diarrhea throughout the, yep. the morning and the day. And those small planes, I think I said that to you, mm. they don't have soap and water oh. in the toilets. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I... I don't think I've ever, yes, yeah, that's it, Carlos. Carlos, I, I don't think I've ever felt like such a disgusting human because I'm on the toilet and then I just remember I was so, like, I, you know, I was nauseous and I'm obviously doing my number twos and then I look over and I'm like, Are you, no, come on, like, I, I can't just mm. sanitise this. Like, mm. I, need, I need water. Mm. I need at least water. Like, mm. even if it was water and then I'd sanitise after, Mm-mm. But there was, no, nothing. Just the hand sanitizer mm-hmm. on And then the I just remember thinking, like, just please no one be outside the door right now because you cannot go in here. You cannot go in here. You will be. You cannot go in here. And you know when you flush in those old planes anyway, it mm. doesn't flush that well. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I've only, I've only ever um, uh, peed on oh, great. the small I can't remember the last time I went on such a small plane but we flew to New Plymouth for Christmas and so I know exactly the plane that yeah, you're talking about yeah it would have been the same the 2 seater yeah yeah and um, the sanitizer is the only way that you can wash your hands mm. and so like I bet I haven't tried to flush anything more than um, you know normally I don't go to the toilet when I'm on the plane if it's domestic because they freak me out like okay. Normally, I'll, I just, I'll go right before and right after because it's only mm. like an hour. Mm. And I know you need to be. <laughs> oh, I have to take the aisle seat. <laughs> yeah, 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 always. But we, yeah, so we, no, no, I, what? Yeah, normally, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, normally I don't go to the toilet. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. So that's your worst. Yeah, that's your worst nightmare. And also, yep. you're you're a bit of a, a hygiene kind of freak. So I am, and yeah, I yeah. hate that about myself. Yeah, I do hate it though. Like it's annoying, you mm. know. Like it's just been sleeping on the couch, and this is so random, and I don't even know why I'm talking about this. But it's because I had COVID, right? He didn't mm. get it, by the way. Mm. Um, no one got it. <clears throat> sleeping on the couch, and he's got like his pillow, and then like checks out on the floor, and I'm like, oh, like don't. Your face goes on there, and like the couch, you know, like everybody's butts goes on there. You know what I mean? Like, but that freaks me out to think my face is going where the floor's been. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't get it either. So good that you are on the couch, not me. Do you think you have slight OCD tendencies? This is not the topic of the podcast, but I think I feel a future one coming. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like. I can't say I've got OCD because I know that that's quite extreme mm. and I don't want to put, you know, like I don't want to like, um, what's the word, like almost make it like, oh, it's not that bad if you've got OCD because mm. I'm sure it's really hard to live with it. Yeah, My brother has OCD. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and that and he's extreme. He's got extreme OCD. Okay. So, but I think I think maybe with hygiene I do, but I know my mum is very, very hygienic as well. Mm. Like she's... Probably on par with me. Because she's a nurse. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah. she's always been like, 
and and that, that's where the pillow thing goes. You know, like she said, like, don't ever put your pillow on the floor. Mm. When you travel, you put your pillowcase inside out so that the inside out touches. Mm. You know, if you're taking your pillow with you, and then you put it back. back. Are you? Are you're you the same pillow? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think that's oh. where I get it. That's probably where I get it from. So it's just yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just learned, learned But maybe hygiene. I do some OCD because pr- I think my dad's got OCD as well, quite extreme as well. But, it, so maybe I've got a bit of that. Worth exploring. I think mm. definitely a future podcast could be on that because I do think it's a – and like you said, if you do have OCD – it gets in the way of your life. Like it yeah, can be like I know, yeah, debilitating. It's a really hard way to yeah, live. Like yeah. I know for my brother, it's really hard. Yeah, like it's it sucks, you know. So I don't want to say that I've got it mm. the way he does because I definitely don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, um, yes, like you say, uh, not to minimise it for the people who exactly. do suffer. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I think that that is happening with a lot of um, uh, mental health stuff where people will say. Oh, I've got anxiety about blah, blah, blah. But yeah. actually, if you suffer from anxiety, it gets in the way of your life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, I would never want to minimise yeah. it. Yeah. We can explore that at Yeah, a what a date. good topic. What a good topic. So, um, a week. <coughs> oh, Sorry. look, she's still coughing. <laughs> but I'm not coughing much. Not much. Not though. much. Not much. Like, no, you did your isolation. It's okay. There's no judgment and here. And I'm also testing the negative. No, no, I don't think you care. I don't think you're don't worried care. at all. I know you're, you don't yeah, care at all. Yeah. And there's only two of us. And yeah. Carlos has got this big um, window between us. And you've just had it also. And he's just had it, yeah. yeah. Um, No, I've recovered so much better than the first time Mm. after the first time I got it. What? Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So the first time I had COVID. First COVID episode. When was this that we had it? Recovery. I can tell you exactly when it was. It was... Why do you know exactly? End of March. Because I missed my dad's 70th um, birthday because um, we were isolating. Yeah. Myself and the kids, yeah. So, yeah, so I remember it took me, like, five weeks to feel fit again Mm. after that. Mm. Not that I feel fit right now, Mm. but I remember by now, like, the week after, I was coughing nonstop and I had, like, major brain fog. I probably have a little bit, but I think Mm. I had way more. Mm. Like, I remember. Do you remember us, like, walking halfway through the stairs and then we had to take a break? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't done that. I remember... um, it just this being overstimulated yeah. coming back. I, I remember that being really, really difficult, having yeah. isolated with COVID and then going into, like, the gym space with, like, uh, people and music and yeah. colours and, you I'll know. be honest, this room is quite, like, you know, the bumps? Mm-hmm. That's quite a lot oh. for my eyes, yeah. But, like you said, the, the recovery is a lot better. What about the period of isolating? So in terms of kind of like um, not just the physical stuff but like the emotional experience or the psychological experience yeah. of isolating for seven days compared to the first. Um, what was the first? The first one I was way sicker. This time around I just felt really lonely. Mm-hmm. And I think because the first time maybe Essie had COVID as well so we weren't isolating from each other. Mm. But I just felt super lonely. Mm. And so like, and this is what we're going to talk about today, but so like pissed, not pissed off, but like just 
bored and hated not doing anything and Essie's like thriving, going to the gym every day. Mm. He's like doing the gardens and doing so much and I'm like with my mask trying to help carry stuff and then have to like lie down for an hour because mm. I carried two bricks. I'm not even joking. What do you think was going through your head in terms of why it was hard to just rest? Well, you you just feel like you're not productive at all. Mm-hmm. And productivity is my passion. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking about, I suppose, our relationship with productivity and achievement, I guess, but why we have such a negative relationship with the opposite, which is a laziness and boredom. And that's what can make doing something like isolating very challenging. And it can make downtime actually really challenging, not even the extreme of sort of like COVID and stuff. So that's that's what we're going to chat about today. And so I had a look at why, why do some of us find relaxing so challenging. Uh, any thoughts on that? Why do you think it's it's so challenging for people to relax? To speak on like a really broader way, mm-hmm. I think it's almost a pandemic, mm. you know, because if you think of social media and I've done like I've watched so many documentaries while I was sick as well so that's why I'm talking about this or thinking about it but because of social media having access to things so quickly you know like you can you know like I feel like there's a huge culture around being productive all the time Mm -hmm. especially when you can see so much into other people's lives Mm -hmm. people who you know might have completely different lives to you but they don't show the other side so like for example say if you're a mum and you can see another mum that's just thriving in her business or doing a lot, you might not see that she might have like a cleaner and a cook and gardener and she doesn't Mm. have to worry about these things so she can look after her her kids and thrive in her business. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. So I feel like because we see so much, Mm. we we feel like we we need to be achieving the same, Mm -hmm. if not more, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. So kind of comparison? Yeah, big time. And I guess in that too... um, uh, productivity is 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 important for survival. Like uh, you know, um, uh, economically, we need to work to survive in the society and all of that. But the whole the whole kind of like hard work that's um, like the ideal in our society too is it's interesting because the whole side hustle thing mm. has become very popular. So. That also says that a hobby can't just be a hobby. It can't just be for joy. You must economically benefit from it. Make money, yeah. Yeah, so, you so you know, that's kind of the, I suppose, the, I don't know, like, not the ideal, but, you know, someone's working full-time and they've got a side hustle. And yeah. aren't they so great because they're so productive? Do you know, and when that happens, I think that's where we start to lose sight of why you start to doing it, mm. start doing that side hustle. Mm. Um, and that's actually something that um, I've been chatting a lot about with Essie. Like, 
you know, so I want to, I've been sewing mm. <laughs> this week. Mm-hmm. You actually encouraged me to do that, which was, yeah. well, you encouraged me to start drawing and then Essie was like, just goddamn sew already. Yeah. Stop drawing because you're, you're, I was so miserable that day. But anyway, so um, I started sewing, but what I'm really trying to do is run my creative mind mm-hmm. and just be as creative as I want to be. Like I'm looking at like crazy designs and like fashion in Paris and New York is so different to New Zealand. Mm. And then when I'm like, oh, I could make that and that would be incredible. But then I'm like, no one wears anything like that here. And I might look crazy wearing that here. You know what I mean? Or I might not never wear it because I don't have anywhere to wear it. But then Essie keeps trying to be like, no, just make it and yeah. run your run your mind brain wild, you know? Like, be be as extreme as you want to be with your creativity and try not to hold yourself back. And don't think of it as, like, potentially it becoming a business because mm. you're, you know, mm. you're just... You'll just hold yourself back so mm. much because... Yeah, and, and you find that a lot with people who end up finding that so I've been watching a lot about like fashion designers and they are incredible designers for example Mm. and they lose they end up holding back the creativity so much because they're thinking so much about the business model and it being commercialized so Mm. like okay can I sell this Mm. in a shop but then it holds them back from so many opportunities that actually they could come up with these incredible new designs but these that their brain never goes there because Mm. they don't let let it, mm. you know. Mm. So I'm trying, trying to just not think too much about if it ever because it might not ever become a business, and that's fine. Yeah. But then, like you say, like a side hustle feels like a waste of time if it doesn't become something that you can earn money from. Yeah, and that's sad, isn't it? Because then yeah. it's gone from being about. So if it's just for you, yeah. then exactly that. You can be as creative as you want. And I would also say on the on the kind of um, fashion front, if I will, is uh, buy the outfit, make it, and then find the event to go <laughs> to. Yeah. I say That's such don't, a good idea. don't ever like <laughs> don't ever overthink you know, kind of clothing you that you enjoy. You, yeah, yeah. Because we are quite, you know, kind of low-key in Christchurch, quite conservative. Oh and I yes. say just just yeah. get the thing that you love and then find the occasion to wear it for sure. Um, but, yeah, the difference between doing something creatively for yourself, as soon as you start um, making that about being economically viable, it's about other people. Exactly. It's about yeah. creating something that enough people will buy and then then you're disconnecting from what's more authentic to you. Um, yeah. But I also think, like, it's okay for it to be about other people, but I also think you'll never get to that, to your height of your creativity if you keep holding yourself back, mm. you know. But then if you do want to, say, commercialise it, then you could have, find a happy medium, but you, you you might not ever get to that top. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you you might not ever get to that, like, really creative thing that actually ends up being something that's never been come up with mm. or that's never, you know. Well, think about how many artists become famous, if you will, but their art is valuable after they die. Yeah. Not during their lifetime <laughs> was what they created yeah. recognised or valued, but they were true to themselves. Yeah. Uh, so it depends on what your motivation... Well, yeah, full creativity, I guess, in mm. that way 
is is just being authentic and probably not overthinking yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not an expert in creativity, but that's what I kind of imagine. Yeah. Um, but that kind of, I suppose that's sort of, I wonder if we should talk about that now because the other thing that we wanted to chat about was there's value in um, relaxing. Yeah. There's also value in boredom, and we did talk about it a little bit last week, allowing yourself to get to the point of boredom because that is where creativity comes from. And so, it's so hard to get to that, eh? What, what kind of stops you from allowing yourself to be bored? Because there's always something to do. Distractions. Yeah. Yeah. And especially now, like, for example, say if I'm doing, like, a boring chore, like folding and washing, mm. I'll watch something at the same time. Yeah. So I'll never let my mind go to boredom or go to, you know, because I've got something to distract me. Yeah. 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 So here's the here's the the benefits of allowing yourself to become bored and allowing your mind to wander. So according to a 2011 study, when our attention is at rest, so not distracted by other things, uh uh, our mind wanders to include the future 48% of the time, the present 28% of the time, and the past 12% of the time. And this is important because that actually allows us become, to become a lot more creative and better at um, problem solving. So being able to think about the future allows us to plan for it, mm-hmm. um, allows us to come up with new ideas, uh, and also gives our mind a chance to recharge. That right. doesn't happen if you're distracting your mind all the time. No, yeah. You're right. Uh, did you say 28% in the present? Mm-hmm. See, that's quite low, eh? Mm-hmm. That's really low mm-hmm. if you think of how present we are. <laughs> well, and I guess maybe the fear of boredom also. like of um, So if we decided right now... Not good for recording a podcast, so we won't do it. But if we decided right now (laughs) just to kind of sit and face the wall and just allow our minds to wander. That's quite confronting, eh? It's quite confronting. And boring. But actually, only 28% of the time would you actually be in that present moment. So your mind would go somewhere else. It would go to thinking about the future, reflecting on the past. While you're facing that wall. Exactly. So your fear is that your mind will 100% be in that moment of staring at a wall. But actually only 28% of the time are you in that moment. A larger part is thinking about Mm. the future. Yeah, so kind, so kind of true. imagining and, you know, a smaller amount of time reflective on the past. So, um, and like I talked about last week, that sort of, I think for parenting and things like that, allowing your children to be bored, yeah. allowing them the space to come up with creative solutions and not over-scheduling them in that way. But as adults, also not over-scheduling yourself. Yeah, because we do that. Yeah, to avoid... That experience of kind of, uh, and in some ways, be alone with your thoughts. And getting bored. Yeah, so I definitely got alone with my thoughts last week. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you too, Carlos? You had COVID? Yeah. Which isn't such a good thing. 
Well, it's it's fine for a certain amount of time. I'm also very like physical touch. I think is very high on my um, what's it called? Love languages. Love language. Yeah, yeah. quite high, right? And I'm like this little lonely. <laughs> person mm. in my bedroom mm. like it's so lonely it really is like there were some moments where I was like you know I'll wear a mask can you just wrap my back please oh <laughs> so funny yeah, she makes me so, so sad she's like this like facing with the mask on rubbing yeah. my back yeah, for like to. 20 seconds and I'm like oh is it yeah. done Really? And he's like, I have a shit to do. I'm not going to wrap your back. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I was miserable. <laughs> it's like, I'll just walk back, run back. Did you realise how important physical touch was? Until then? Maybe mm. not. Well, SOS says, always, has always told me, and I'm like, whatever. But, you yeah, know, maybe I didn't realise until then. Mm. It is. It's so high in my love language. But I'm not a touchy person with it. Like, I think I'm quite... um selective because yeah. you know how some people are very like huggy and they hug everyone yeah. I'm definitely like that yeah yeah. so I don't know what is it <laughs> what, what am I Jess what are you yeah I don't know who some... am I <laughs> <laughs> you're having a COVID moment right now <laughs> what's my name your name is Natasha and you don't like hugging lots of people because you have issues with hygiene <laughs> that's who you are <laughs> but back to back to I guess um, the experience for you of COVID, and so that was a huge downside was not being able to physically connect with your small selective group of people, <laughs> uh, but also um, the the boredom thing was challenging for you as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I just felt. Like, I needed to be productive. And also because I live with someone that's always so doing so much. Mm. SE is thinking about have ADHD potentially, but he mm. always has stuff that he's doing, mm, you know? He's busy. And he's always learning. And mm. he, the only time he's not learning or not doing something that's like productive for his life is when he's gaming. Mm. Crazy. So that makes you feel like a failure because you're not doing anything, you know? Mm. So then you're comparing yourself to him achieving stuff and you're like, well, that's not me, so yeah. I'm... Yeah, and not just when I've got COVID. Like, when mm. I don't have COVID, I see him, like, doing stuff and I'm like, oh, I should get up and do something too because mm. <laughs> I'm being lazy. Because that's what I wonder. Like, are some people... Uh, more <clears throat> uncomfortable with boredom because that's because they they get a lot of joy out of being busy. Yeah. Or is, is it kind of like we're so socialized to you know the saying boring people get bored. So if you're bored, then you're a boring person, and we're uh, so motivated to not be boring because yeah. that's such a negative thing. Yeah. That we've we've learnt. Lots and lots of ways to distract ourselves from that and to get busy and to then not be on our own heads and all of that stuff. So I wonder, but I wonder for someone like Essie, he seems to really thrive on on activity and being busy and all of that stuff. So maybe yeah. that's his kind of natural state. But that might not be Mine. a natural state. Yeah, for you. Yeah. But actually you've just kind of been like conditioned. don't know why I just choked, but um, <laughs> just... Um, 
<laughs> just condition. You know what I mean? To be conditioned to be yeah. to be productive and stuff. Which go. <clears throat> no other note is I think also because of for, like my job doesn't really stop when I leave the gym. Yeah, you know what I you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're on call twenty four seven, which mm. is fine. But that has that has downsides. Yeah, especially when. Social media is a big part of what I do mm. and what we do is for Babes Listen as well mm. and for High Monday and, mm. you know, and our boot camp. So you're, it's 24-7 yeah. on call, almost. You know what I mean? Like from the minute you go to sleep and the minute you wake up. Yeah, those boundaries are quite blurred. Yeah, yeah. So because of that, there's no like, okay, now I stop. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not replying mm-hmm. or now I'm not looking or learning. Do you schedule time in though to not... I, I have, like, certain little rules. Like, I, if, if I get a message from a client and it doesn't need to be addressed that evening mm. because it's not about tomorrow's session or something, then I'll leave it, mm. you know. But I, I definitely don't have great boundaries with social media mm. and also the need to always, and I think that's probably something from Essie, but the need to always learn stuff mm. because when you're self-employed, you kind of have to be, like, great at everything like okay. marketing and yeah. everything you know and like, very self-motivated to yeah to for grow. sure yeah yeah which i am but also when you feel like you're getting lazy then you're like oh, why am i not pushing why am i not thriving why mm. am i not pushing to be better mm. and then you feel like a failure and, and i get that all the time and that word lazy yeah is deemed as such a negative yeah, thing yeah. in our society what's your experience around it around boredom Boredom and and feeling lazy uh well i uh this period of being injured has been incredibly challenging yeah incredibly challenging uh i knew this about myself but maybe it's been more confronting with having i think it's about a month now that i haven't um, been teaching and um, apart from walking, sort of exercising too much. Um, I, a big part of where I find my worth and my identity is in achieving. Yeah. And exercise is a really good way to kind of um, Achieve. do that. Yeah, because yeah. you can kind of go, I'm going to try and lift more weight. I'm going to yeah. do a longer set. And group fitness is a challenging thing to teach as well. So there's a sense of achievement, I think, after um, teaching class, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what's been incredibly challenging for me is I've not got. I don't feel like I've got a way to have a sense of achievement at the moment, and it's something that I'm working through because it's really challenging my yeah. mental health. Yeah. So this has been this. It's been it's been tough. Honestly, this has been such a challenging time in my life not that I haven't had them before but it's a very very challenging time the identity is that I'm a fitness professional who's not doing a huge amount of fitness at the moment I like to achieve things I like to or I've been conditioned conditioned to or I've chosen that my worth is related to that and I'm not achieving stuff at the moment so you know it's been it's been hugely challenging for me to uh, get comfortable with taking this time. And yeah. the thing is, I've got so much support around me. And I'm married to someone who 
has gone through this with his sport. Yeah. So I've got, and yourself, like I've got um, hugely understanding people who will say, it's okay for you to have downtime at the moment. You don't need to do anything. Yeah. You know, like just just rest and recover. Uh, the stuff that I have is is very challenging, I think, because my identity is is very much wrapped up in that, and that's what I need to kind of... I think that's really relatable, though. You know, like, the, the having... Feeling like a failure when you're not achieving. Yeah. I, I really don't think you're alone in that at all. Mm. And, you know, like, when I had my injury, it was really shit as well. And when Greg had his injury, it would mm. be really shit as well. Yeah, so I think it's so relatable and you're so not alone. Mm. There'll be a listener, for sure, that's mm. injured or that's... that. There's something happening that's stopping them from doing the thing that they love, mm. you know? Mm. And for you, it's fitness right now. Yeah, it is. And uh, it was just such a big part of my life. Yeah. And then, um, and also I have a fear of sort of um, aggravating uh, my hip too. Of so course. there's, you yeah. know, there's there's kind of a lot in, in that. So I would say I have, uh, you know, kind of the a negative association with um, boredom and laziness. Yeah. Maybe the laziness one is a, is a little bit bigger for me. So it's been interesting to sort of explore that before recording this podcast to, to go, well, is that an innate thing? Is that mm. something that 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 is a strong belief for me? How much of that is is around kind of our, our cultural perception of laziness? So... What's been quite helpful was to look at sort of like um, what are the positives actually of of being lazy. Go on. <laughs> so enlighten us. So here, so there are there are two, and um, the the reason that I looked at as to why being lazy is seen as such a negative thing is you've got two big myths with laziness. The first myth is that lazy people are not good workers. So if you're lazy, you're not a hard slash good worker. But I love this quote from um, Steve Jobs. You might have heard it before. Uh, that he said he likes to choose lazy people to do hard jobs because a lazy person will find an easy way to do it. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that cool? <laughs> because a lazy person will find an easier way to do it. Yeah, I love that. So um, they'll be innovative. Yeah, work, work smart, smart, not hard. hard. So yeah. they'll yeah, so they'll be creative in how mm. they're gonna make it easier. Mm. And I man. suppose in that way they're not too concerned with the perception of their work. <laughs> yeah. You know, those people that sort of like you know those people if you work in an office. Oh yeah. That turn up at eight o'clock and don't leave till six, but achieve pretty much nothing in that time. Yeah. Like they clock in, they clock, They want other people to believe that they're working very, very hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When actually they're not, they're not necessarily solving problems or being yeah, productive. Yeah. They're just, you know, kind of busy. That, they're good at pretending they're busy. Yeah. <laughs> that really backs up your, um, what you said about how it's almost impossible to be creative when you're, when you're um, too busy, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Backs it up yeah. 100%. The other myth is that um, lazy people don't care about anything. 
That is a myth for sure. So, so if you're um, not super, super busy, then you don't really care. You're laid back, you know, and therefore it's not important to you. Um, I actually have a pretty laid back husband. And that is... But he's not lazy. No, he's not at all. Yeah. He's not at all. But um, the perception is, I think, unfortunately for him, the yeah. perception of his laid back attitude yeah. is sometimes he doesn't care. Whereas he cares a lot, but he's just not much of a stress cadet. And he doesn't mm. really care about impressing other people. So he's not yeah. going to be, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, I'm just going to do the job. And, you know, if that takes me two hours, it takes me two hours. Yeah. yeah. Not eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Uh, so, but that myth about la- lazy people that don't care about anything is not True. Um, sometimes for people who appear to be lazy, unfortunately, they might be paralyzed by the fear of failure. Oh, that's so me. So they, <laughs> right, okay. So they care, like they overcare. They care so much yeah. that they can't actually make a start or um, kind of get things done because they're so scared of failing. Yeah. For me, I and I've had so many conversations with Essie about this. For me, is I struggle to even start things if I don't know if I'm not 100 percent sure it's going to be a success. Right. Yeah. So you need certainty. I need certainty, mm-hmm. but it it holds me back so much from opportunities because in my mind I'm like, what's the point if I'm if not going to succeed? I, yeah. If this is not going to be a success at the end. Mm. And in business, you have to fail like quite a lot to actually be successful and and you learn so much from your failures. But I struggle with the failures Mm. because they feel like a waste of time. I know deep down they're not, but it feels like a waste of time otherwise. So is that your thing then? When you fail, you go, I could have used that time on something else. Yeah, or like how stupid was I to think that that was going to be a success? And I think think that's – and because of that, it holds me back a lot on – learning different things and opportunities and that's something I'm working on constantly. What are you what are you doing to work on that or what have you found helpful to work on that? Uh like for example, I've kind of thought this year, say with the sewing thing, it's obviously bringing me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. So because it's bringing me a lot of joy, I just want to get really good at it. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I just want to, I don't want it to hold me back on creativeness. Like I just want to be, I just want to be good at it. Provide, actually be able to make things that are good quality because at the moment they're definitely not because I'm still learning so much. Mm. But it's bringing me joy to to find out more about it and YouTube different like designers and how they do things so that, that is my goal to, even though it might go nowhere and even though, you know, like, because in the back of my mind, I'm always like, what's the point if you can just, you can just go buy clothes, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's how I think my mind is thriving in terms of creativity. So yeah. why not run with it? Yeah, you know? for sure. And, yeah. and might not lead to anything. And that's fine. So what, what would you be, you'd be expecting that it would be if you're going to put time into it, then you would get normally I would. an economic trade for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. normally I would. Like mm. everything that I've done, like in terms of when, you know, Essie and I have done like ebooks and um, bands that like we've looked into, you know, so many different business adventures so many Mm. and 
when it goes nowhere, when it doesn't succeed, that makes me feel like it's a big failure. But th- mm. those are so important. Like mm. I'm learning from every single business I've started mm. and tried. Mm. And every single time, the next thing is better. Mm. That's what I need to remember. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you don't need to make money from something you enjoy. Exactly. Yeah, you don't. I think that's what's challenging, though. With group fitness, it starts out as a hobby. Yeah. And then, you know, fitness for both of us became a career. Yeah. So, um, you know, for, for both of us, we were doing other things and it was just kind of like most people who start group fitness. You, it's just something you kind of enjoy. do because you enjoy it. You really love it, you know, and then you start doing it. And then if you uh, f- end up working in the fitness industry and things, you've taken a hobby and then made it a career. Now, it's mm. a great career. Mm. But you don't have to do that with every hobby. No, exactly. And just allowing yourself yeah. to have a hobby for joy. Uh, it's like social sport, playing it because you enjoy it, not playing it because you need to be good at it and, yeah. you know, all of that. Or But that's hard. Do you know this? You're perfectionist. That's hard to do things you're not good at. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah, but I stuck with volleyball. You did. God Have damn, fun. I was bad at it when you I started. Oh, I was we so bad. bad. I wasn't good when I started either. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still wouldn't think I'm good. I miss it, though. Do I you? I miss it, yeah, I do. It's so cute. I do miss it a lot. It's hey, adorable. I've got some ideas for relaxing, which actually yeah, includes... Um, uh, participating in a weekly activity, art class, sports, mindfulness and meditation, if that's what you're into. Uh, So that will give your mind a rest from working hard Mm. and being productive. So that kind of, that fits into that, right? Yeah. Bit of beach volleyball, you know, uh, art art class, if that's what you're into or for you, you know, allowing yourself to be creative and do a bit of sewing. Um, taking a nap is really good for um, just giving your mind a rest and relaxing. I'm a good napper. I'm you, not. We talked about this the other day, and you're not. No. Do you think tips you... Tips and tricks, please. Um, tips and tricks. Well, I kind of... I, I don't... Um, I, I wonder for you if you actually allow yourself to take a nap. I tried throughout the whole isolation period. I did okay. not nap once while okay. I had COVID, and okay. I was exhausted. Oh, you're right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think it's a mind thing. It's my mind. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Yeah, that's the kind of where I'm going with it. It's sort of like this <laughs> I think needs that's to be productive. Obviously, well, I I did allow myself to be okay with not being productive while I had COVID because I was so sick. Mm. But even I would be lying there and be like, just go to sleep, you know. And I honestly Mm. would be lying without technology or anything for like half an hour and still awake. Do you read? Uh, Sometimes. I didn't then, though. Yeah, so that would be my my biggest tip for if you're wanting to take a nap during the day is uh, definitely read a book. That's that's my greatest tip. What if it's a really low good light. book and you can't put it down? Good point. I should read. Yeah, read. I like that, reading. <laughs> um, Next. Go, go to a spa. 
Um, A sauna, hot tub, massage, great for relieving anxiety and having some relaxation time. You don't have to wait for going on holiday to do that. Um, That's my stomach. I thought it was like a plane. (laughs) (laughs) It's real aggressive. (laughs) It did sound like a plane. (laughs) And just, um, just remember that while busy has become synonymous with being productive, Productivity isn't necessarily synonymous with busyness. So just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the most productive people are those who have nothing else to do but work on their projects. That would be a nice life to have nothing else to do. Wouldn't it? Yeah. So there's some tips for relaxing. So should we wrap up with some uh, goals, things that we're going to work on? Yep. I like it. What are you going to do? Uh, so I, you know what, on reflecting, in reflecting on this topic, yeah, I am actually pretty good with, I can nap. Being bored. Uh, yeah, I can, yeah, actually I'm probably, my thing is, is probably I'm, I'm okay with boredom. Just not okay with not achieving. I'm not okay with laziness and not achieving. Okay. So maybe you can try and reframe your mind on what you define achieving is because you are achieving right now you're achieving Mm. you're recording a podcast Mm, true you know right now you're achieving a lot Mm. this isn't easy Mm. and you're going you know like yeah you did a bit of research but this is this is authenticity (laughs) we we haven't planned what we're gonna share i don't even remember what i shared last week so (laughs) so yeah so maybe you can work on trying to reframe what you deem as achieving yes and yes and definitely well yeah i think it's linked to uh that close association i have of my worth being based on Achievements. So yeah, when, I'm, yeah. when I'm not, then I feel really challenged with what's my worth? Yeah. What am I adding to this world? So much. And all of that deep, dark <laughs> stuff that, you know, goes through your head when you're not in a good place. Uh, so what about you? I will um, just keep working on uh, being okay with being bored. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole sewing thing is working well for me you know Mm -hmm. like I'm enjoying it it's bringing me joy and I'm not being productive towards anything to do with like business house or anything you know yeah so I'll just yeah keep doing that I'm also trying to work on my sleep to sleep more remember last year when I talked about how I haven't been sleeping much Mm -hmm. so I'm Working on going to bed earlier, but also little things like not being on my phone for half an hour before going to sleep. Shani is, like, actually um, forcing me to do this. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's made me put my notepad next to me so that... Oh, good. Yeah, so that if I... That's mi- a great if my mind, yeah. yeah, if my mind is really busy before I go to sleep and I can't sleep because I haven't been able to sleep the last few nights, mm. it's to just write down my thoughts. Mm. That way they're on there and they're out of my head. Yep. You know? So, yeah. Great. I'll report back next week, I love, sisters. I love that for you. I love that. I love that plan of your uh, hobby or your passion not needing to become a side hustle. Yeah. And that you've got a notepad beside your bed so you can prioritise sleep. Yeah. I think that 
I will work on mine. It might take longer than a week. No, it won't. Mine won't. Mine won't be a week. It's just a report back. Report back it's, next it's week. It's 1% better. Yeah. It's yeah. 1% worse. That's yeah. okay if it's worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, on that note, see you next week, everybody. Uh, follow us on Babes Listen on Instagram. On, on Instagram. Our handle is Babes Listen. There you go. Because we will be uh, giving you some questions your way because we want to know about you. Thank you very much. Sorry, is it too loud? <laughs> this is magnetic. Look at it. Anyway, wow. irrelevant. Yeah. Um, goodbye.